Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. Hey, welcome back to episode 11. <laughs> I just startled Lori from how loud I was, I, I guess. No, I was I was looking up the ADHD chair in the oh. moment when we started the podcast, and I, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, I forgot we're doing that. Yeah, so there's always a, a little bit of conversation before, after, during breaks and everything, and then sometimes, you know, an alarm will go off mid Mid yeah, start. Katie needs to t- take I have a, a supplement or forget. Don't forget children somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> so, hey, we're here uh, today. We're going to be talking about the five la- love languages. Yes, and I really love that we're doing that after we've discussed attachment styles mm-hmm. because. Um, these all play together. Yes, I know. That's why I was like, let's bring it on to a different vibe. You know, we've, we've kind of beat up past selves, beat up all these uh, yeah. kind of like negative feelings. So how about we do something different and talk about love yeah. languages and then, you know, uh, kind of how to foster those for yourself and, you know, in all facets of your relationships, romantic yeah, it or platonic relationships. Yeah, it doesn't have to be just romantic. I think that a lot of people do when they hear the, f- the five love right. languages, it's automatic ro- romantic yeah and this is definitely something that can be used in all your relationships love life your parent relationships your children relationships friendships all of them yes so i think what's most important is uh we should probably identify what the five well yeah let's let's talk about who let's do some history first (laughs) so i like that because i had his book pulled up because we're gonna we're gonna tie it in um with him so dr gary chapman he's phd um, he wrote a book called the five Lag- the five love languages the secret to love that lasts in the book he describes the five unique styles of communicating love he um, distilled his this book from his practice as a uh, counselor a counselor like a marriage counselor um so I think that probably gives him a great amount of credibility on here. Yeah, what I read was that he was finding that couples were not feeling loved despite their partners believing they were doing the right things for them. And he found some patterns that emerged in the client, uh, in what his clients wanted from their partners. Yeah, and I think it's important that, you know, in order to, to have this come back to you the way that you want to receive love you have to be able to identify what your own right love languages are how you best receive love and then it's you know th- that awareness that we talk about all the time um that your partner or whomever else is able to identify or if you're like if it's me and my kids i can identify what you know right like, one of my kids, candy is a way to their heart <laughs> or just like like or talking just gifts in general to one of my children yes she's big on that <laughs> um, another one is like words of affirmation you know like praise 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 so you know you as a parent you can identify in your children but as an adult you should probably I like to just ask people hey do you know what your love languages are like how and then they're like oh yes some of them don't know and then I'm like alright here's the five that we got and then they're like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. I love all of that. I'm like, well, whereas I'm like, I need them all. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, let it overflow. I'm with you. So we'll talk about the types of love languages now. So we're, we do this all the time. Words of affirmation. I mean, like affirmations just kind of live yeah. all up in my zone. At, my dad gave me some affirmations yesterday. Did he before give you I some left. affirmations? I was like, thank you, dad, for the what affirmations. What did he give you? I, it was something like, um, you got this. You, you, 
you know, don't worry about right. it. You you are fully capable. Some mm-hmm. something like that. And it was it was lovely. I was like, oh, look at that you, was Dad. nice. He was uh-huh. loving on you uh-huh. that way. That's sweet. So anything with words of affirmation, you guys know. I think we talk about affirmations quite a bit, and I know that I post affirmations um, on the regular. On all the pages, on all of our well, socials. So what I also think is very important about this, and we talked about right before we came on, is these are very vague things. Yeah. So words of affirmations and where, let's say we're in a partnership together. Mm-hmm. If I believe a word of affirmation it, that I think I'm giving to you is, honey, you're doing a great job. I'm, I love how you fold the laundry, right? You may not take that in Mm-hmm. as that person may think, right? You, what you need as your word of affirmation may be something different in mm. a different way. And that's why I think it's important for us to be aware of them, but also as partners or as people in relationships, explore what that means to that person. I think the way that you word the affirmation is paramount. Like what you're saying, hey, that you folding that laundry is really great. I- I probably would leave that out because if you say that, it you leave room for them to perceive it as you being like condescending or... Well, but that's why I think it's important to understand what the partner finds value in. Yeah, for sure. Right? So like she might be a professional laundry folder and she might love that shit for the right person. Right. Hearing that from the right person, the right person absorbing it, that might be something that she loves to hear. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I'm saying it's important for us to understand what the partner feels. Yeah. Well, valued. first, first though, I wanted to get just past like what those love languages are for us. Okay. Because once we identify what they are for us, then we allow space to accept what love languages are from others. It's like asking those questions because that's what I like to do. Just ask. Yeah. Because then you don't get confused. Yeah. So you have those transparent conversations where you're like, all right, these are the love languages. Cool. I know how I can best serve you with love. So you're saying just by knowing, like, let's say, okay, my two love languages are quality, time, and acts of service. Yeah. And then you'll be able to figure out how to... No, I'm saying we have to have a transparent conversation about that. How do you want to receive that from me? What does that look like for you? Right, because acts of service to me might be like, you know, oh, I picked up your dry cleaning that you forgot about, but I'm letting you know. Or do I not let you know if I do the thing? Are you going to just notice and be like, thanks for picking up my dry cleaning because I like words of affirmation. So there's all these different scenarios. Yes, yes. So do you think that gratitude is a word of affirmation? In that sense, yeah, being grateful for something that you did, okay. yeah, for sure. Like the dishes part, you know, I'll be like, "Thank you for supporting me in these household roles or yes. these household chores." Yes, whatever. I'm not gonna say like, "Oh, thanks for doing the dishes," but let's call out the whole thing. Thank you for supporting me in these in our shared household roles. Yeah, I'm a words of affirmations, right. and when I do my daughter's hair, she has recently thanked me each time. Also, mom, I want to say thank you for doing my, helping me with my hair. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like for me not to have to ask, I'm I like, know. I appreciate you appreciating me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate the appreciation. Yeah. It is very cool when um, kids start to get cooler again. Yeah. And they're not like big giant turd nuggets. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like that for a while. So even like... Um, when you're speaking to someone with words of affirmation, you can do it with an affection as well. Like that could be more than just like if somebody doesn't do physical touch well, but they do words of affirmation, 
then you can show affection through that instead of mm-hmm. the touch because some people don't like to be yeah. touched. Yes. I grew up <laughs> like that. But now I'm like, no, touch, touch me. <laughs> it's so weird. It's the healing. <laughs> it is. I know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think it too was that I, I didn't feel safe. Like touch was not safe for me because yeah. of abuse. Mm-hmm. So touch was like always a cold prickly. And yeah. then now as an adult, I'm like, no, it, it can be yes. warm and soft yes. if I feel safe. Right. And yes. that's where it comes. Because like when I first meet somebody, like let's just say a romantic partner, I am not like lovey-dovey, like right. hold hand. Like I'm kind of like, eh, like, I don't even know you. Right. <laughs> you know? It takes me a little while to warm palm. up. But then once I'm warmed up, yeah, I'll like lick your face. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> just hug me. <laughs> yes. So number two on the uh, love languages is quality time. So I think too, like this is another one where you have to have those discussions. Like what is considered quality time? Yeah, because on my definitions, it says spending meaningful time with your partner. Right. Well, I mean, like sometimes. What if meaningful to me and meaningful to you is different? <laughs> well, I mean, and I know some of our, you know, long term relationship married friends like you'll be taking a shower and your husband is on the toilet and then they're having like a conversation about the day. Is that quality time? To some people it might I'm be. sure it has to be because you got to get in and where you could fit in, especially yeah. if you have like, you know, demanding jobs or schedules and children. Um, that could be the quality time. Quality time could also be like, hey, every Wednesday at three o'clock, we leave work early to go home and have sex. Yeah. Because that's important for us. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> I am down with that. Yes. <laughs> and then also too, like quality time. I've, I notice this all of the time. I like spending char- time with my children by themselves. Yes. Just one-on-one. Individual. Because they're different people when mm-hmm. they're by themselves yes. and they don't have to compete with their sibling for attention. Yes. And I love that. So yes. that's part of, you know, their love language too is like I get mom by myself. Yeah. And so I like doing that too. So so like you may view or a parent may view quality time like all of us, we get together and we go do this family adventure. Right. But in reality, the kids are like, well, I really, to me, quality time yeah. with you is some one-on-one time. By myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I don't have to compete for attention with all these other people. So I like doing that. Um, and then being present with that quality time. Like it's intentional. Presence. Yes. To me, equals quality time. Right. To someone else, quality time might be like, hey, we're we're here together. Body doubling. Yeah, on the uh, sofa. On, I mean, sometimes we do that. Right. Like, we're just here. And we're, but but hey, we're here. And that's support. Yeah, right. Just because, I, and, but again, we have to have those conversations <laughs> where you say like, how can I support your need for quality time? Mm-hmm. So whatever space you have, you give, give that in whatever way you can. So how do you spend quality time with your people? Tell us. Even active listening and eye contact are part of that too like just showing someone like the intention of like i'm all the way in on this time conversation whatever it is i love it um number three is acts of service i love this love language part (laughs) doing helpful things for your partner yes yeah like i feel especially because of our roles in this life experience this time being moms alone (laughs) um like having any kind of help is like (sighs) yeah yes i don't have to remember to take the trash out i'm not doing the dishes i'm not doing laundry like i do all these other things to make sure that this house runs smoothly like somebody's got to help me out here right so that yeah that's a, a big deal to me how do you get your acts of service um i i've i have recently opened the door to allow for the acts of service to come from 
outside of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my dad has recently helped me a lot in many ways, you know, babysitting anytime that I need mm-hmm. the space or um, even a friend of mine just randomly sending DoorDash to my house. Yeah. Um, that took off like oh my gosh, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't even have to think about that. Or right. what's for breakfast? I was actually in my bed like, what is for breakfast? And I got a message. You have a gift being delivered. And I was like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> and I didn't realize because I had pride myself in I can do everything. Mm-hmm. I got this. But it's really nice. It's nice to accept those. You yeah. Know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I guess that might be a, considered a gift. Well, receiving but, a gift but I, to me I viewed it as an act of service yeah. because it took something off of my plate right and yeah, it was it was a, something on my plate well <laughs> literally <laughs> that's funny but I think I think too you know it's probably more of an act of service because I think for this person that sent it to you you give a lot of support and maybe inspiration and so they were just like let me return yeah that you know kind of favor to you so I mean yeah. gift sure acts of service that's cool too but it did. It cooked a meal for you that you didn't have to cook. I yep. love that. That to me was a, an act of service. Hell yeah! And I think and I, because they're out of town, it's not like they can come over and like, hey, let me cook for you. And that's definitely one of my love. The way that I show people that I love them is by making food for them, mm-hmm. like cooking that act of service. That's like my jam, jam. That's why I never want to have a restaurant because I, then it my won't per, be, right because now it's it'll work, be work and yeah. I don't want to do that part of the work. I want to do it because I love it and because I'm in this happy zone of like this is my space I want to be creative and kind of let this meal come from my soul so that is like my expression of a love language for show and if you don't like it you can't come in my kitchen <laughs> like for real <laughs> and I remember you like what the food or, or any, the fact- like the fact that I'm cooking for you and I think well. that goes back to like my grandma you know she used to be like are you hungry and I'm like no grandma I already ate and she's like oh no 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 I made your favorite and she knew like she knew that if she made my favorite I knew too because you would bring me a leftover <laughs> every time that she would have chicken fricassee and you guys would go to Rocky and uh-huh. Carlos I so was like the leftover box yeah but I mean that's and I think that you know obviously that stems from there and I, I want to be like her when I grow up so I love that that's uh, in, in my repertoire in my wheelhouse and I'm a pretty pretty fantastic cook I must say brag on myself my words of affirmation about my own chefery yeah, I don't know. Something's buzzing. Yeah. Do y'all hear the buzz? We'll take a break and we're going to figure out what this buzz is and we're going to come <laughs> back. <laughs> All right. All right. And we're back. We are back. We found out what the buzz was <laughs> and that's it. we, it's no longer a problem. All right. So number four on the love languages um, is gifts. This is saying like you feel love when people give you a gift as like a visual symbol of the love. So I think about like um, like big old giant wedding rings or like some girls are like purse girls or like flower girls, you yeah. know, or like um, that. I'm like a buy me the experience girl. Like I'd rather just go on a trip or go to like a concert. I want to have an experience. I don't want to, that it could be the gift. Well, so what I have under quality time is spending, no, mean, gifts. I mean, gifts is giving your partner <laughs> gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. Sure. Because I feel like that's a, that's a little different than just like, oh, here's $5,000 worth of shit, mm-hmm. right? Versus like, oh, hey, I heard you were talking about those protein bites that you liked. I saw some at this store that's mm-hmm. a different flavor. Here you go. Right. That, I feel like, Thoughtful is a different gifts. type of 
gift receival. And like, I'm not really into Re- receiving. Yeah, I just I like made that, that up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, like, I'm not. I, Obviously, I would not deny someone if they were like, here, I want to buy you these shoes. I would be like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, But it's not really something that's like really going to rev me up and be like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would like a trip to the beach. If they were like, hey, let's go to. I think that our values are like different from a lot of people's Mm -hmm. with that, because I do feel like some people think that, you know, my husband bought me this fancy car. That is the way that he loves her. Like that and that's just that's for them. Yeah. And what's for us is for us. And so we just have different Yeah. Everybody's different. That's right. Everybody's different. Everybody's I say different. that all the time. I love it. But I think you're right. If it has like that thoughtfulness behind it, mm-hmm. I think it means it a little definitely bit more. does. Like it could be a notebook. But if you wrote like fifty things I love about you in the fucking mm-hmm. notebook, I'd be like, Oh, like yeah. you took time with this, like it's well thought out. Like it's more than just a notebook. It could have been a three dollar notebook or a dollar notebook. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But it's the effort and the thoughtful air behind it, I think that right. matters most. To to me. And that might not be the same for everybody. Right. And Somebody it's not else. going to be the same. Yeah. Which is why we gotta talk That's about right. it with our partner. That's right. We gotta be transparent. But and then I think too, like maybe you know, some people shy away from having those conversations because you could seem a little, um, like shallow, you know, to be like, well, no, if I, you're with the right person, I love, I no, for sure, they might be. That's that's their love language too. Is right. Let me give like you how gifts. you like to cook for people. If you get the man who's like, yo, I, I want to eat that, that food. you cook for me. <laughs> I love that. Like that mm-hmm. means a lot to me. That's like, I know magic. You know. Yeah, except for the other parts that we might not. And then you might be with someone who is like, I don't care about that. Right. And then that makes you feel like your your love is not being received. Yes. And then that might not be the best place for you guys. No, I know. Or someone else who cooks like me. And then I'd be like, bruh, I want to do the cooking. Yeah. Like, I you mean, back off. You do cooking some over there. I feel like that would be the balance, the happy balance. Maybe so. Maybe so. The last one on this list is... Physical touch. I have a lot to say about physical touch because I've had to go through a lot of healing about physical touch. (laughs) So I think it's I think it's really profound how often we touch each other and the different facets of that touch. Something as simple as like a handshake between people. That's like a very um, like affirming Uh, like trust me you can gauge a person by the way that they shake your hand like Mm. dudes have this whole thing Mm -hmm. like you trying to break my hand right well i do it all the time i'm like hello i'm a girl man thank you (laughs) like i appreciate it but don't have to shake my hand like that um like physical touch that way so shaking hands uh, holding hands like between mother child romantic partners uh kissing the touching of lips that's skin to skin Mm -hmm. um Making love, having sex, intimate times where you're touching all up, all and in and all and around. <laughs> uh, massage. Like, there's just yeah. so many ways that we touch. I don't think that we really think about it. But um, if you're someone who doesn't feel safe in those spaces of touch, then this this might be a problem for you. Or you could be in a space where, like, I, I love to be hugged. I love to be touched. I want to be cuddled all the time. Like, I sleep all snarled and wrapped up in your legs like 
there's people that have that. It's, so you got all ends of the spectrum with sleep, with, with touch. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm like, ah, for a little while, then yeah. move over. <laughs> well, because you get, you get hot. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that was cute while we were falling asleep, but now you need to go back on your side. I'm with you on that. I don't yeah, want to be out and sleeping. I think that these could potentially change when you learn your attachment style mm-hmm. and then you begin healing. Right. Because five, ten years ago, you may have said physical touch was on your bottom list. Correct. And you're like, I don't want you to touch right. me. I don't want you to look like high five is what we can do. Right. Yeah. Um, but through the healing and figuring out why you were, you mm. know, deterred touch from those averse. things. Yeah. Or words of affirmation. You know, yeah. you weren't, not you personally, but right. if you weren't given that affirming thing from your parents or mm-hmm. growing up, then you're you don't know how to take it. Right. You might call it lame if someone tries to affirm <laughs> you or send you motivational. Or you know, shit. you you feel like you have imposter syndrome because you're like, no, I am not I'm not the greatest whatever that there ever was. Why is this person telling me that? Like right. that affirmation. Yeah. Where you're like, no, I don't feel like that. So yeah, I think they do evolve and change. That's why it's so cool to have like a really good grip and firm understanding of what they are and then I you know obviously like my kids right now they won't always need you know what they need right now that that will change and that's cool because I'm a person who's like okay well I have a really good understanding of how this stuff works um so next I want to we want to talk about like doing this how do you want to go do this to your partner or your person or like how you do it for yourself what about like love languages, like your own self-care? Yeah, um, I think that that's very important. Yes. Figuring out what, as we were doing, as we talked about this, and as I was looking everything up and getting ready for the episode, I'm like, what is my version of quality time? What mm-hmm. is my version of this? And it's been a really long time since I've been in a relationship, so I don't really have anything to gauge. Like, oh, well, because the, the last one, that's not anywhere near what it's going to be like in right. the future so i'm like i don't know maybe i need i need to start making a list <laughs> like i don't have enough lists but yes i need to start doing the list well if you like lists that's your jam and that's that's how you get stuff done that's fine but how do you um like what are what are do, do are you aware of what you would like your love languages to be like let's say in the next place that you go no i haven't made the list yet you didn't make the list no. yet <laughs> But even sitting here and talking about it, like what's like, there's nothing that sticks out to you. Like, man, you know, I want something where I am comfortable receiving gifts and I am comfortable, you know, receiving acts of service. Like, is that yes, mulling around in there? Yes, I feel like yes, I'm very comfortable receiving acts of service at this time. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really bad. No, Um, and um. For you, that's big news because you have been not in that space. So I love that for you. Yeah. Um, quality. I mean, like all of them. I, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with receiving gifts too. Um, but I it, I feel like it needs to be in a comfort zone. Like I can't have just met you and you'd be like, oh yeah, let me buy you a pair of blah, blah, blahs. And mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, that's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Right? It's too much. Like love bombing it's, you feel. You're like, ooh, yeah. don't give me things yet. Yeah, I'm like, do you feel I don't like even you have to earn you. Do I don't you have even know to if I like things? you. I don't want you to give me anything I like that. I'd be like, give it to me. Because look, uh, see, I, I'm so My time on is it. valuable. So if we're spending time and, and this is think, how you want to give me love, okay, fine. I also think that there is some deep um, 
past expectations that have always been attached to that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't want none of it. Right. Like if you buy me this blah, 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 then I got to give you some blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you buy me that, now you think that you get access to all of my time or right. I have to do this to answer the phone all the time or blah, yeah. blah. I'm like, no, I don't want to. That's why I think we got to have those transparent, open conversations where we're like, okay, if we're going to be in this space together and do this loving stuff with one another, we have to have really, really clear conversations about what that expectation is for right. you on your end and then for them on right. the Because there are well. some some little old daddies who, who they enjoy <laughs> sprinkling <laughs> gifts. That's you know, right. They don't, I mean, obviously, I I feel like everyone always, a man always wants something in return when they do those things. And typically they do. (laughs) But there are some little one-offs where they're just like, no, I just want to be kind to you. I just want to give you this because that's what makes me happy. And I can kind of relate because I like to just give love or I like to give, you know, advice or a shoulder to lean on. Like, I don't expect anything from those people. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am and how I am. Right. Right. And so there might be some of those and I haven't found them yet. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this might be the time, bro. Yeah. We're putting it all out there right now. Yeah. All right. I like it. So I know that like for myself, if I'm going to do my love languages for myself, I'm not talking about like, and then I feel like they're different here. Like I like to give myself words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I don't need anyone to come in with. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. But I want to give them to myself. I may not appreciate them as much unless they're coming from me. Because whatever you see that you're affirming is your perception. Unless I'm mm-hmm. telling you like, hey, I have been in quicksand for seven days. So I want to give myself props for getting out of the quicksand. Unless I'm telling you like explicitly what it is. And I don't know. I want to give myself words of affirmation. I love it. I feel like it helps my life. Mm-hmm. It is like a salve for life. So that's how you fill yourself myself with cup. words of affirmation. Faux show. And then I feed myself too. So I've made food. food okay, yeah. <laughs> like which one? Like, like delicious, beautiful, like 37 step meals. Yeah. Because I feel like that is honoring how much like I, I, I can I can do complicated things very well and that I deserve that kind of care. Like these yeah, multi-step processes. The same type processes. of love that you want to give to your romantic partner, you give to yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's how I get it done. And then I buy myself gifts too. Yeah, I know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I've shifted into buying things from the thrift store though. So it's not, yeah. it's different now. Or the clearance rack exclusively. Yes. That's fair. I showed Katie these, uh, these energy bites that I was snacking on because they have caffeine in it. And um, she was like, where'd you get this? I said, the Dollar Tree. And she was like, the Dollar Tree. And I said, yeah, the Dollar Tree. She didn't believe me. She I was thought like, I got sure it. sure you were talking about the Dollar Tree She thought I got dollar. it at like a fancy store. But well, no, because totally you know Family dollar, dollar, dollar has like higher end, more yeah. expensive stuff and the Dollar Tree. I know. Sometimes does. Hey, bro. But telling you they were yeah. there and I'm super glad. I, I found them before we left to go to Galveston. I was like, those are coming with me because I got to deal with these children. <laughs> 24 hours for the next weekend and a half and all this car ride, it was a lot. There were no acts of love <laughs> being had on the road trip. and um, That's funny. I didn't get to cook anything for me there, but they already know what my food tastes like. So um, let's talk about uh, that conversation that you have with your person or with people. Like Katie, how do you want me to sh- like what's our love languages to each other what do you think they are um, 
I would say words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Faux show. We're not touchy. Quality time. We do do that. Sometimes receiving gifts. Yeah. Um, I know that's one of our other friends. That's her love language. Oh, yes. Giving gifts. Faux show. Um, yeah, I would say words of affirmation and quality time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, acts of service sometimes, but... I think that's more of like a supportive acts of service. Like, you know, when you got something big or I got something big, we can kind of lean into each other. But I'm not like coming to your house and doing your dishes. Yeah, no, that's not... <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> but we also live far away, too. We, so it's not convenient to, to be like... No. I think that if we lived closer, the act of service thing would come into play. Like, hey, can you pick up the kids right. today? But we're so far away and so such different times that that's not something that's easy for us to no do. i would probably be like i'm gonna send a child right yeah a driving child cool. to go get your children <laughs> i went to carpool the other day in the morning and i haven't been in a while because you know my oldest brings my medal to school and the pe coach was in the driveway and he's like man i haven't seen you in a while i was like i'm still alive and he's like i did not think that you were dead and i was like oh well i'm just saying he's like no because he owns a driving academy too oh nice so he said i always tell the kids when they get their driver's license your mom has just bought her last gallon of milk buddy because <laughs> <laughs> now you are uh, yeah so i'm like yeah that that is exactly right he's not wrong there he's not no, wrong i there. think that's fair too so what what in the so let's I like this part of you exploring this so <laughs> I do because I think this is good practice for what's coming like if you want to invite this next part of your life into your life we got to kind of make room for it right mm-hmm. so how are you going to have this conversation with this potential person what are you going to do um I don't know are you going to ask him like what are your love languages well I feel like okay so Asking straight questions sometimes is not always the simplest. And I also think that it depends on where you're at in the relationship. 100%. Right? Yeah, I agree. And so I haven't really gotten further than um, a date or two. Okay. And so I feel like at that stage, it's a little too early to go into our particular like, hey, I want to be loved this way. You want to be loved this way because I need to see how you show up regular life. Right. Mm-hmm. To see what is natural to you mm-hmm. and what you're doing because you heard me say I wanted you to do it. Because there's a difference in the beginning of the relationship having that like, oh, I'm going to show up how you want me to show up. Um, then getting into like months in and that's not their natural disposition. And then now the truth comes out of how you really are. So you don't feel like people show up as themselves in the um, beginning of relationships. I, I think sometimes, and in past experiences, um, and I think that this goes for females and males, mm-hmm. we show up how we think they want us to show up, right? How we think we should show up in order to be deemed a good partner or deemed a, a valuable person to be with, right? So let's just say that maybe you didn't have a job and you didn't have your own house and you didn't have this, that, and the other. But the person that you were trying to get with did. They had all of those things already. They were mm-hmm. already at a certain level. And so you're like, well, she ain't going to talk to me if I don't have a job. So I'm going to say I have a job. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. I think you should go get a job. A thousand percent. Right. Yes. But that's why I personally, from my experience dating, I'm not, I don't want to put it all out there right, right off the top. Mm-hmm. Because I want to see how you naturally show up and see if that's in alignment with how I naturally show up. I know I'm showing up as myself 
100% transparent. Mm -hmm. So instead of having those open like 10 questions, it's just I like to naturally get to know them. Now, once we get past that stage, then it's like, okay, well, how do you like someone to show up for you? Then you can get to that stage. Okay. I I <laughs> I just I there's a lot of um like there's a lot of uh like fear imprinted on mm-hmm. this process, I feel like. And it's making me sad because it's showing me that you may not trust any of these people like for any amount of time well i don't think that people i don't think that people should just get automatic unadulterated trust i think that that builds over time you earn and i think that in the past i have given all full trust to everyone as soon as i meet them Mm. and this is not just in romantic relationships this is in human interaction and so i instead i'm kind of a little bit slower to it Mm. whereas you know, I'm not jumping all the way in and believing everything that's it. Okay, great. That's what you say. Show me what you do. Right. Is where I've gotten. And I don't think that it's more of, I don't think, I don't think that it's a fear-based thing. I think it's more of a, I have a tendency to fools rush in, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know that I need to sit back and let it unfold naturally. And so I think that in the past it was like, bullet points like what's this what's this how do you feel about this what do you think about this and then it was like okay great you fit all of those things now let's go mm-hmm. but then it's like no there's so many more things that yeah. have to be like obviously there are certain core things that no matter what cannot be changed and we need to make sure that we align on that but then also naturally as you get to know them you find out if they're able to show up in certain ways then once that trust is built then we can talk about, hey, this is how I would like for this to show up. This is how I feel this. So this is how what I feel about that. the fact that like, if you don't have the conversation earlier on, then this whole time, they're unaware of how you would appreciate well, I think, receiving. Well, what's the timeline that you're, you're going through? I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, obviously if you are going on like several dates with this person you you must feel some sort of like connection attraction yeah. to this person i just haven't made it to the several dates part and i think that that's why it's hard for me to imagine having the conversation i i don't have anything to preface right it like i don't know because i'm saying usually i go out with him and I'm like no eh, that's not it <laughs> so what i'm saying is like by having it let's say on the third or fourth interaction date whatever yeah i mean because then that that way it's out the gate you both know yeah but i also think that by then you know kind of what you're in for right are we going is this going to be a casual interaction are we just hanging out um are you looking for something serious do we feel like this could be something that could go there right there's a lot of feeling it out first i feel like and like your gut will tell you when it's right to make that yes that that that, uh conversation happen that level up in the conversation. And then what about, like, you know, we talked about this too, about our friends that have been in, like, marriages a long time or relationships for a long time. And as you're in the relationship together and your love languages are evolving, mm-hmm. like, I think I think it's important to have that discussion again. Like, let's say a physical touch was not cool for me for 15 years and then now physical touch is after this seven years of unraveling my shit to do with it. Mm-hmm. I would I would expect my partner to, to know that like I would I would tell them like hey 
you know, all this work I've been doing. I mean, whatever. And they probably right. remember how I didn't want you to slap my ass. And now I kind of want you to. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Now it's OK. <laughs> In fact, you should try it when we leave work at three o'clock to go home and have our appointment. <laughs> that was a real thing. It is I a real thing. <laughs> I know because it's real. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, when you're married or when you have kids and you have jobs, you got to make it, you got to make time and make it right. interesting. I think people um, forget like that part of relationships a lot, like not uh, making that the priority because you have all this other shit that's happening all the time. I used to have this, um, I used to call it a therapy desk because I thought my desk had this energy of a therapist. And then I was like, oh, no, bitch, it's you. <laughs> it's me. It's myself. So I remember these fellas um, used to come and sit in my office and they'd be like, man, my old lady's so mad at me. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, you know, well, what's her what's her favorite, uh, you know, brand of, of moisturizer or what's her favorite thing to eat for dinner that she doesn't have to cook? And they'd be like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, maybe you should know that. And then I'd ask this question. Who's your favorite football player? They'd give me an answer. Where'd he go to high school? They'd mm-hmm. know. Did he win the Heisman in college? No, because he had an injury. And they could tell me mm-hmm. this freaking football player's injury from college. And I'm like, okay, so maybe we need to take a little step back and let's start to learn our partner as well as we know these these football players and basketball players, whoever the hell it is, golfers. I mean, you got people out here that are like, oh, you know, you seen Tiger? No, I did not see Tiger Woods. I did not have time to see Tiger Woods today. I, I heard that he was having a really bad time. <laughs> but what about me? And, you know, like, right. let's focus about right here because this is real. Right. Tiger Woods ain't coming to my house to do my dishes. And he's not paying no bills. Hey, show ain't. So you you, you mind the business that mm-hmm. minds you. Yeah. All right. With that said, we're going to take a pause and we'll be right back. Let's pause. <laughs> okay, we're back. And I we were having an off, we're off topic conversation. But it's we on like, topic. Yeah, no, no, no. We were having an yeah. off air conversation that we we're like, hold on, let's press record. So Lori was talking about um, how our kids can show up for us in our love languages. And we were talking about how doing the dishes or cho- chores, is that a love language from kids? And I was like, I don't know if that's a love language that they're showing me love by doing that. I think that's their responsibility because we've in- put it on them. We've imparted it on them. So, and I was like, wait, hold on. You were saying it's an act of responsibility. So then, okay, let's talk about this further because now if we're talking about kids having an act of responsibility, then at home, let's say you have a partner in your house, Mm -hmm. whatever the is, is it not their like shared responsibility to do the dishes? It is a shared responsibility. But the kids don't have the option. Well, no, my kids can just not do it. Then nobody has clean clothes. Well, but that's what I'm saying is you're right. not, they're not doing it out of their own free will saying, oh, I'm going to c- clean the kitchen or I'm going to do the dishes to help take this off of mom's plate, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, look, here's your job in this house. This is what you need to do in order mm-hmm. for our home to function. And so now if they have their chores, they do their chores and then they go above and say, I hey, also mom, clean the bathroom I, for I you. I also clean the bathroom or I did the laundry and usually I throw it on your bed, but today I hung up your clothes and I folded them and Ooh, put them in the drawer. I wish they would do that. Yeah, no, I need to, get, I need to train either. them that way. <laughs> I think but, that that is maybe the difference. And I think too, maybe um, like to have, 
Because I mean, yeah, it's it, that is your job at my house, but also too as an adult, I think we set the bar really low if our partner's active service is like doing chores yes. that they should already be doing. Correct. I think that bar is all the way down. Yeah, and that's a big conversation in life right now. Is what what is it? Um, something like mutual incompetence. Oh, let's look it up. Yeah, because. There it's a lot. There's a lot of conversation about weaponized incompetence Ooh. and like about having the men having to ask women. Well, why can't you just tell me what what needs to be done? Yeah, and it's like, well, why we're both part of this house? We're both the adults in this house. Why yeah. do I have to spell it out to you? Right. Why does it have to be my job as the house manager? Or, right. Like women remembering the birthdays and the anniversaries and like to get the mom, you know, flowers or whatever. Yeah. So uh, weaponized incompetence. This is um, this is interesting. I telltale signs you've been a victim of weaponized incompetence. So weaponized incompetence is a term coined by Eve Rodsky. It's the concept that coming to the spotlight following all of her trends on TikTok, it says how this issue has manifested in their past relationships. Um, so they have even have a parody song about it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to go down this wormhole now because <laughs> this might be the next episode. And so it is actually a manipulation tactic. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. and it's done on a subconscious level, oftentimes. Yeah, I, I don't think that, from what I understand about it, it's not like an right. evil planned thing from no, the person's brain. I think, I think too, like just in life, we have expected men Societal. to not show up that way and like not have to. And women, we are the takers of all the things. We're the human garbage cans. So mm-hmm. we just immediately were like, okay, well, if they can't do it, fuck it, I have to do it or right. else it's not gonna get done. Right. And just like raising kids, and we talk about this too, like, okay, these dads can just walk out of their kids' lives and just expect that we're gonna take care of them. But if, you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, the, they, that, can't, they have the opportunity to not pay child support and not be held responsible for it. Correct. But a mom, a single mom who may be struggling if she is unable to feed her kids or house her kids or provide electricity, yes, then child support services, I mean, child services, services comes is coming. in. Yeah. And so why does that, why does child services not look at that parent? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we say dads, but we can say parents. Yeah, m- sure. Moms do it too. Why do they not look at that as... Uh, Equally as dropping. Equally right. as, as yeah, you're not held, They're not, not held as accountable. They're not held as accountable yeah. as the parent who has to show up. Right. Who has no choice. And I think I think that is part of this too, this like weaponizing competence because it's like, well, you know, I, I, I didn't know or I don't know right. how to right. take care of a kid by myself. Well, neither did I until I, right. I learned no how cho- to. Yeah. Like you throw me in the fire with these kids, I, I got to figure the fuck out. Right. Are we all well, going to well, say? Well, here's the thing is, and this is what I was talking to my friend about too is we we can yeah quit. we can fail we can say F it I can't do this right we have that opportunity we have that option it's there right but for our brains and our spirits and our soul and who yeah. we are that's not an option failure is not an option I may fail but I'm gonna get back up 25,000 right. times and it might be hard 
But I, I, my kids deserve better than that. They don't deserve a mom couldn't figure it out. Dad couldn't figure it out. So dad went off and did whatever he needed to right. do. Like, and it's hard as hell. It is. But what, what's the other option? Living like that? Because that's not how I'm. No. That's not it. And I, that's what I think is so like difficult to move through when you're, when you are the competent Right, parent, the person who's like, left you know what, nothing's going to knock me I think forever. I think it makes it more difficult because it's like, bro, you know, I was I was not the only person that made this child. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only person. There was an agreement for us to make these mm-hmm. children. Yeah, I mean, we my had, situation, we planned it. Right, like, well, Travis. The, the second one. Anyway. <laughs> right. So that was part of the, one of the fights on the in the car right there that um, my youngest was telling the other two, like, well, she didn't plan, y'all. I was playing. She didn't, it was, yeah. So, but um, like for us that are left holding the bag, and then you have this other parent who just kind of like exists off doing their own whatever the hell it is that they do and contributes or doesn't contribute at all or whatever they contribute is trash. Right. Like, so then we have to pick that piece up too. And I think that that leans heavily back into this weaponized incompetence because we just anticipate that men are incompetent when it comes to certain societal roles and rules. And then they're allowed to maintain that incompetence. Yeah, and also women okay, on sure. the other side, ha- we have to release the control. It was very hard for me to allow my daughter to unload the dishwasher because she does not do that shit the same way that I would. And there are times that I get so frustrated and I'm like, oh, she put this here. And I'm like, but she did it. She did do it. She did it. I didn't have to do it. And if I want to rearrange it, I can. Yeah. But And I think that a lot of times that kind of plays into it. I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying there are some times where w- women or the people who I have are- used, I have used, I have weaponized incompetence before. I could tell you right now I have done it. When it when I was a young girl and my stepdad was like, you have to cut the grass. I was like, fuck that <laughs> job. So I, I did, did a this. awful job. Like I scalded parts mm-hmm. of the yard. I, I missed other parts. I ran into the house with the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're never cutting grass again. And I was like, thank yes. you. <laughs> thank you. And then in my adult life, of course, I've had to cut grass again. But I remember doing that very, like, it was purposefully. I was like, I'm going to fuck this up because I never want him to ask me to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, listen, that is yeah. what it, as I, an adult, you're like, you don't want your partner to do that. Like, right. OK, I'll do this. I'll unload this dishwasher, but I'm going to do it the worst possible yeah. way. And that's what typically happens sometimes. Right. And then she's like, man, fuck oh, that's me. like abuse almost. It's giving it's giving abuse. If vibes. you're aware and that is your purpose right. and your decision, then right. yes. The intention. But I think a lot of times it is very subconscious and. It's right. not necessarily something that they, the person doing it even realizes or like, for example, the, if I come in and I say, um, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't like everything needs to be done that the husband's like, oh, well, what needs to get done? I shouldn't have to right. manage that because that's the heaviest part is managing, micromanaging the whole of the everything. I used to say that a lot when I was married. I would come in and the like the garbage can would be overflowing and I'd be like, wow, look at this overflowing garbage can. And someone would walk over to it and just shove all the trash <laughs> down in there like a compactor. And I was like, look now, it's not overflowing. That was not, 
the point. But also, too, there's like a part where you have to be direct and be like, mm-hmm. hey, please go take the trash out. But I shouldn't have to ask you. Right. Like, at, as being That's a 50-50 circular... contributor to this household, you you see that you it's s- full. Yeah. You see that it's full so much that you go over and try to do a, a trash compactor move on it instead of just saying, I'm going to take the fucking trash out because the trash can is full. So yeah, that's another one where it's just like, how did you not, What? How, where did you get, I would like for you to walk over to the garbage can and, and shove everything deeper into it. <laughs> well, but you also came passive aggressively. I did. So wow, look at that giant, and now, so now I do not do that shit anymore. Now I'm very direct. Oh, look, the garbage can is full. Would you mind taking that out? Mm-hmm. But also like, why do I even have to ask no, for this right. shit? Well, and I think that 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 also plays into the conversations and the expectations of what do you deem household functions that you need to do. And that also, I feel like, comes into play like if someone has lived on their own before. Yeah. And they've been the only person that's going to do it. Right. And what do they expect? Because I am not the person who's like, oh, all the dishes have to be cleaned before I go to bed and and out of the sink. I don't have that either. That's not me. We're not afforded that opportunity. But Right. Yeah. There are people, and I mean, Amari tells me all the time. She's like, "Mom, um, if you had a husband, it would work out great because <laughs> while you're cooking, he could play with me, or he could be cooking and you could play with me." Right. And I'm like, I see, because I always tell her, I'm like, "Listen, I can't only do I'm one, one thing at a time. I'm one so person. do you want me to play with you, or do you want me to make dinner? Mm-hmm. If I'm making dinner, then I'm gonna need you to let me make dinner." <laughs> and um, what was my my purpose for that? So she, even your kid notices that there would be a better balance if you had someone to yes. uh, relegate yes. half of the chores to. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if you live on your own, there is no one else there. No. And so if a partner has done that, they understand the umbrella of things that need to happen within a household. Mm-hmm. And then when you come together, it's a little bit better of a situation because yeah. you were like okay so what is your expectation of the kitchen being clean what is your expectation of the bathroom being clean mm-hmm. how do you feel about trash overflow because how we feel about the sink being full might be how they think about the trash right like, yeah, I don't care I'll right. get to it later and I think as women of the household where it gets to us is because at the end of the day, we know we're the one who's going to have to do it. Yeah. If they don't, because... Or to remember, to remind yes. someone else to do it. Like, yeah. that's a pain in the ass, too. Like, bro, don't make me do that. Yeah, I'm not my kids mama. will be like, well, my, well, your thing is here. And I'm like, yeah, my thing's there. I'm the one who's going to pick it up. Right. I know I'm going to pick mm-hmm. it up. I know who you are and how you are. And so when I say, hey, go feed the dogs, I'm going to need you to stop what you're doing right now and go do it. Because the last three times I asked you to do that... It got forgotten. And that's not saying like you're a horrible human being because I know your brain, mm-hmm. daughter. I know what I know that you get caught like because I do it too, mm-hmm. which is why I'm saying you need to stop what you're doing. These are systems and tricks that I've learned my, my life that you need to learn too. When we have these things come up, we just go ahead and do it. Right. Just do it. Just and like I think. Pee. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, this is an interesting topic. I'm excited to go on TikTok and go down this wormhole <laughs> with it. yeah, because yeah, the love language is going into about it. into. I mean, it, it makes into sense. weaponized incompetence. No, it does make sense yeah, because it's acts of service, it, right? And and uh, again, what I said, we we set the bar really low. If we're thinking that you know the way that the acts of service can be delivered to us is by you doing a, a chore, basically. Yeah. Um, so some of the other acts of service could be like. <clears throat> 
It says it says that if they do chores for you, it's like domestic bliss. Well, I think like, that if it's like fuck? something. All right, so let's say that we're married and you know that you do the laundry, mm-hmm. I do the dishes, yeah, and um, you know, so and so mops or whatever. Right, we have our understanding of our typical responsibilities sure. in the house. And so you do the laundry and I do the dishes, but then one day I get home and you unloaded the dishwasher for me because you you saw that it was there right. and you had the time. Yep. That I think would be an act of service. It's the it's the extra. It's the, the thoughtfulness it's the going of the it. extra mile. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of this what I'm seeing now too is making me even more like kind of frustrated with how this is expressed because like let's say oh you know when someone follows through on something like that's a bare minimum for me for you to follow through like I'm with you because you follow through on things right I'm not like that's, that's a not, characteristic of your right, character right like, like I don't need for that I wouldn't be with you if you yeah, didn't like all of a sudden oh now you followed through on this so I'm supposed to be like oh thank you for this act of service uh-huh. you actually fo- no man yeah yeah that's that's, a, that's like a prerequisite yeah <laughs> and then um like someone who who can uh to come through and know you can rely on them like that's another thing like i'm already with you because you are reliable i can rely on you you can rely on me like if you're unreliable we're not together yeah we're not doing that um partner can step in and do little things for you to make your life easier and this again goes back to that same kind of like well like what like household chores think, or like no I think that is more like you know you had a rough day and they know that you like to take a bath right and so your partner is like hey look I'm gonna go run you a bath put some Epsom salt light your candle go ahead and take a little relax right that is like okay. an active service I like that too or like when our friend's husband cleaned her car after a night that is an act of service yes he I didn't agree. have to do that no didn't at all he could have been like now nah, right that's you got you. to do that that's <laughs> like, a you problem you handled all that <laughs> you made that decision you got to clean that that i feel like is the going above and beyond an extra right okay i agree with that but the most of these other ones it's just like these are it's like prerequisites shared. that you should have in relationships right, right. and this guess is- what maybe everyone doesn't realize that because Maybe they haven't gone through a healing phase where they realize that, you know, you are worthy of these things being normal because to them, it's not normal. So when they do have some type of thing like that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Incredible. Right. Yeah. And then you learn and you're like, uh, yeah, no, this is how it's up. Like, this (laughs) is a prerequisite of like how you should just be. Yes. Reliable supportive like yeah the, those are requirements that's already that there. when you're used to toxicity and you're used to chaos and you're used to the things not being yeah a certain way then you look at those other and those, those those things, things become comfortable like, like, yeah this is normal for yeah me. and then chaos. when you look at like a good partner or right and i think that that's what has happened is it's become so normalized that you know um women are doing these things and men don't and then so when we do see men do them we're like oh my god he's amazing look at yeah. him, such a great partner and then it's really like when you step back and look at it and you're like is he a great partner like is he like this outstanding thing or is he just showing up how they should be right and so he was trained or taught properly and he understands <laughs> how to show up and that's great right but also, like, can you teach some of your friends? Yeah, let's spread that. Yeah. Like a disease. I want that to be the disease. Goodness. Doing it. Showing all the way up. You know, I can tell you just now, I weaponized incompetence earlier again today. Oh. We have a date. 
I know, because I'm just looking for the patterns yeah, in my life. Like, because like, oh. I'm thinking, like, I'm good. There's no way I did. No, I did do this, but I didn't even think about it. It's subconsciously. Right. Yeah. So I'm just gonna put myself out there in front yeah. street. No, look, and that's fair. Right. Because at least, like, I'm gonna own it. Yeah. So we're going to this play later this evening in the city, and he'd asked me where I wanted to go eat. So I told him the place I wanted to go eat, and he came in here earlier and was like, "I did not make reservations." But you know what? I fucking did not either. Knowing the place that I wanted to go eat for the thing tonight. I could have gone and made those reservations, but in my mind, that's like a him job. I don't know if that would be considered weaponizing. No? That's just like a, well, maybe like you expected him to Yes, make it, I did. But is that because that's what he typically does? And he does. Okay. So I don't think that that's like you <laughs> weapon, like, I think that that's just like, he yeah. normally does it. That was our, yeah. It's not something that you should be like, oh, maybe I should have done it. No, because in right? y'all's relationship, in your pattern, he does this that. is who he is and how he shows up. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, I forgot. Right. He didn't ask you to do it. Now, no. if he asked you to do it and you were like, I don't know how to do that, then maybe I would say, yeah, no, bitch, I totally jumped on, on and <laughs> right. was like, oh, we're going to be late. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It's whatever. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I'm still going to get to eat the food that I want to eat. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited about. It's a shaved. But it's Brussels great that salad, you're Katie. open to. Yeah. Know, I'm, look, I'm looking. I'm reflecting at, at my like, own hey, behavior. Like, I do I do this? I've <laughs> done it. Like when I have to go get like a battery or like windshield wipers from AutoZone. I could probably figure out how to put that shit on, right? Like yeah. I can Google it or YouTube it, but I am like, I don't know how to do that. That's like that can TikTok. Help me! I sent and you. Like, yes, of course. I sent Katie a TikTok and I was like, it's the season to go look confused in Home Depot. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like I have YouTubed plenty of shit to fix shit yeah, at my YouTube house. YouTube University, bro. Because um, when I called the plumber, because I think my like something in my tank was like dripping right mm-hmm. and the plumber's like yeah it costs 125 dollars for me to come out I'm right like, <laughs> That's i'll call no. you back right and then i went on youtube youtube and i was like okay what do i need to do and then i i fixed it right and, or i fixed like i don't know some other silly shit that would have cost me a lot of money yeah um so yes i feel like it is possible but i think also like the subconscious way and then the who are you really hurting are you hurting someone yeah, no. or sometimes you know acting like you don't know how to do it and getting help will make that person feel accomplished Better. and yeah right. like, Be like oh i got to me. show you or that's how they yeah. like they get love yeah yeah because they're help whatever <laughs> yeah no i know I'm or is that me just trying to make no, it okay I, <laughs> I think that's i think that's fair i'm just trying to be as transparent as i possibly can because the name of the show is yes authentic yes existence. no i mean listen and i don't know if you saw the video that i i shared on my story but it was um shit it's one of the podcasts that I really enjoy watching and it's about men healing and um, he was kind of talking about how like, you know, his platform and how people view him mm-hmm. is very dependent on him being an awoken man who was healing and who is trying to show up better for his wife and then, you know, sometimes he will be in this space and be an asshole right and he's like you know i will react out of my ego and if there was a camera there at that point in time and i think this goes into the imposter syndrome too is um you know he i would lose all my followers because we have a hard time 
seeing humanity Mm -hmm. in people who are trying to be better and the same way with like religion and stuff you know Mm -hmm. we like to look at all the things that they do that don't align with what they say they are you know I encountered that um, I encounter that often like I think that people think because I'm on this path that I'm like some sort of like angelic you know uh, yeah. well lit human being and then when I have who has to show up perfectly every way right. every day and that's just not realistic there are lots and lots of flaws here but I just give myself a bunch of grace because I'm like it's cool that's what it is and as I'm going through it when I'm, when I'm ready to pick those pieces apart I'll pick those pieces apart but until then they're just gonna hang around Right. but I think that happened um, over our trip that some of my family members you know um kind of have been able to experience me differently. I don't think that our relationships have ever been at this sort of depth where we're talking about things like this. Mm -hmm. And so for them to be able to hear and understand a little differently kind of gives them a little bit more insight on like what what I am and who I am and like why, you know? So it was was nice for me to be like exposed in a way. Like a camera does follow me around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, this, this is real. This is what it I is. I mean, this is my it, journey. It, it doesn't, though. What you mean? Because we don't put everything out there. We don't, not, not socially, I would say. I mean, like, when we're around our people, we're open and honest and we're doing all these things. But there are things that, you know, I mean, there's things that everyone does that is out of alignment with sure. who they want to be. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is we're all, or not, not we're all, we are mm-hmm. trying to get to that point where we are in full alignment with our daily actions, yeah. our daily words, our daily behavior, our daily input, our daily output. Would you say that that's fair? I, I don't have that expectation of myself because I, in my in my experience and in my mind, I don't know that there is like a perfect 100% aligned self for me. Like I would, I like to be in alignment. I want to be in alignment, but there, I just don't know that I felt that there's like a, a perfect alignment. I think that's like a high standard to hold myself to. That's like almost unfair. Well, okay. So let's say, what do you know that you do that's not serving your highest self? Yeah, I smoke and I drink. Okay. So to me, those are the two. And I just so totally, those are two that you're just I like, have like the worst cuss people out road rage. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I used to do that too. Like, and I would have my Christian music on in the background. Right. Like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of the, you didn't use your blinker, motherfucker. And then yes. you sing, God is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And the juxtaposition so, of them. Yes, and mm-hmm. that that's what I'm saying. And it's yeah. like, so you're saying you never want to give up the smoking. I mean, I like because it. I still like it right now. Okay. That's that's I still like it right now. And but you're aware yeah. that it's not for your highest for sure. best self. For sure. And but you're like, look, I know that I'm not ready to give that up yet. Right. And so eventually, possibly, maybe one day you will. Right. Hopefully before oxygen comes. Yeah. Um <laughs> like my grandma. She yes. was with the oxygen right. tank in her cigarette. Um but that but that's also where you get to balance like, well, what's worth what is this life worth? Mm-hmm if I can't do any of the things that I enjoy. Right. And sometimes you're like, hey, look, I enjoy that over 
the five to 10 years that I might have extra right. in my life if I quit. Yeah, and I think about too, like I'm, I'm not doing crack. Yeah. So there's That's that. <laughs> but like there are worse things that I could do. I mean, it is terribly bad. It's awful. It's, it, it is awful, but I still like it right now. So until I don't, then I'm right. not in alignment with that part of my life. And that's just what that is. So that's where I'm at with that. And I, I think that people trying to be, or anybody, or myself even, trying to be in 100% perfect alignment, that's probably when I pass away. Like, th- I, that I think would be like, this is the, when you ascend to alignment. For me. That's what it looks like for me. Like, because I don't think that there's a bunch of people out here in the world, period. Like, even gurus, you know, your your most... You know, no, and that's what he's person is like they're not. I mean, obviously, look yeah. at what's yeah. just been in the news from the Dalai Lama. Have you seen that? I did see that. Yeah, and so, but that's what I'm saying is that we don't have to be perfect in order to be progressing. Yeah. Um, for me, I do want to be the happiest, healthiest self that I can be. Mm-hmm. If I have to take breaks along the way, I'm okay with that right. too. Um, you know. We're not always going to be able to be 100% yeah. in all of the areas. Full throttle, 24-7. You're going to run out of gas. Yeah. Like, you have to stop and get gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever. Sun, water, water. Exercise. <laughs> yes. All of that. Vitamins. Like, yeah, there has to food, be. Food. Proper food intake. Yes. Nutrition. All that shit. I agree. I'm but I think that, that that's what he was saying, is yeah. that just because we're here in this space does not equal perfection that you're gonna never catch us being human and that's what he was saying is we need to allow humanity into growth and evolution and allow for the imperfect parts to not negate all of the growth and the yeah good parts yeah and that's what i was talking about like i think my family members they were like oh you're drinking wine it's like yeah i mean i'm not like some so do they think that you're not supposed being. to be able to drink wine because I, I think there is like but and then again I at the same token I think that that's other people's expectations of whatever they think whatever the fuck it is because I don't know what it is that you expect of me because I'm doing a podcast about healing and like growth and recovering from trauma and abuse and sexual assault like that suddenly because I'm doing that I and I'm putting myself out here as an authority on some of these topics, but that doesn't mean that I am like a, you know, like an angelic, fully aligned, you know, healing being. You know what I think? It may, it may be the holistic word is confusing to some people. Yeah. Because I think a lot of streamline people look at holistic and they think complete clean nutrition complete clean lifestyle right like you're healthy like you're you're doing all the things yeah and holistic i just looked it up because i wanted to make sure that i was it says characterized by the belief that the parts of something are interconnected and can be explained only by reference to the whole the solution demands a holistic approach and strategic vision of what can be achieved versus maybe homeopathic right so here's homeopathic versus holistic meaning there are two distinctive distinctly different since homeopathic refers to a specific health modality holistic refers to a specific type of health and wellness approach approach holistic practitioners attempt to prevent illnesses and optimize wellness by placing an emphasis on keeping the body's entire state body mind and soul in balance and 
holistic, I mean, homeopathic, homeopathic is the like getting all of the toxics out, right right and doing like you're not taking medicine you're doing natural dandelion medicine. root tea yes yes mm-hmm. and i maybe i think that that's why it's very hard for people who who don't understand all right. of these things to say well how can you preach healing and uh-huh. health this way but i see you drinking at the bar and smoking cigarettes right. and you're like everything's interconnected that's right and I'm still healing. Right. And I'm still working through the things that make me want to do those things. Exactly. I am not perfect. I'm not completely healed. I'm currently working through that. Yes. Same way like if I'm eating candy, right? I know that shit's not good for me. I know it's not good for my body mm-hmm. based on all of the knowledge But you're like, this candy's delicious. That candy makes me happy in <laughs> right. that moment. And I right. want to eat it. And that's what I'm going to do because, you know, when you get rid of all of your coping mechanisms yes. that weren't great for you, you, you got to keep the least something yeah yeah give me something yeah you can't give it all away right i agree i'm glad i think we should have gone over the definition of holistic and homeopathy a long 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 time ago because then that would have eliminated a lot of confusion for a lot of people and maybe our friend on that other podcast could also uh benefit himself by giving someone you know definitions like that so that the expectation is not not perfection and like oh we have no progress yeah not progress not perfection yeah that's what i feel like we do yeah Okay, well, uh, with that being said, we are at 70 minutes. That's a long time. This is our longest podcast. Is it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, I want to quickly thank uh, the Schmidt Family Agency, Brightway Insurance in Harahan, Louisiana for the space. Yes, thank you. And all the the equipment and the coffee (laughs) and they have good toilet paper here. Uh, Yes, that's That is very important. (laughs) (laughs) And delicious water. All Mm -hmm. right, guys. Um. We'll do the same spiel. You want to send us swag? Nobody has ever sent us swag, so I'm kind of like just gonna stop. We saying might have it. to make our own and then be like, "That's it, what we're gonna this do." This could be you. This could be you. We're gonna be magical yeah. bitches. I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, follow us. Listen on all of your favorite streaming apps. Did you ever get that thing figured out with Apple Music or whatever it was? Uh, I began to actually. Um, we can talk about it after. All right, we're gonna talk <laughs> about that after. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And um, yeah, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. So we're gonna start revving up with some content about that for for May. So we'll see y'all when you come back. Love Toodles. you. Bye.